listeners, welcome to the BB Podcast. My name is Georgia and as always, I am your host. This podcast is brought to you by Balanced Ballerinas Academy, my in-person adult ballet classes and online courses. And if you are interested in joining the BB community, um, which is very much in person or online, you can book a discovery call via balanceballerinas.com slash contact to see if you're a good fit for my classes or courses. I really love these calls because they're a fabulous opportunity for me to connect with members of the BB community. And I genuinely love hearing all about your ballet and lifestyle related goals and really just helping them come to fruition. So don't hesitate, head to balanceballerinas.com slash contact and book in a chat with me. I'd love to meet you. Now, for those that are new around here and I say this every time, but there are just so many more new people joining the BB community, which is just beautiful. My name is Georgia. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am a qualified ballet teacher and studio owner, and my studio is based here on the Gold Coast in Australia. I, it's probably one of my most common DM messages on Instagram. Where is your studio? <laughs> and um, then I have to explain where the Gold Coast is for those that don't live in Australia. I've been teaching adults um, and young school-age students for well over a decade now and spreading the love and joy of ballet is just my jam. So welcome. Now, before we get into a really beautiful interview today with one of my 12-week adult ballet course participants, uh, Lois, she's just gorgeous. I can't wait to share our chat with you. Um, I got a question in the Balance Ballerinas Secret Facebook group. If you're not part of that, just jump on Facebook, type in Balance Ballerinas Secret Facebook group. It's not really a secret. <laughs> Everyone is welcome. So click join and I'll be sure to personally add you myself. But anyway, I got a question in there. Um, they wanted me to discuss it on the podcast and it was how to overcome social anxiety And I know this particular person asked this question um, because I know that they were attending my in-person classes and then they really just found it quite overwhelming um, having, you know, lots of people around. and, And even though the community is really beautiful and everyone is so welcoming and lovely, um, they obviously experience quite a bit of social anxiety, which is really sad because then it stops them from coming to an in-person class. So... I had an incident this morning, actually, before we're we're back into classes for the year, by the way, which is really lovely. It's been so nice before I tell you this story to have everyone back in classes and have that beautiful classical music playing. And our first uh, day back was um, on a Monday and I don't take the adult classes on a Monday. Our gorgeous Roberta does. And one of my favorite things is sitting in the office and just hearing classical music in the background and people giggling and having a fabulous time and it's probably one of my favorite sounds in the whole world anyway i digress so i had a little incident this morning at the studio which made me think about how we can overcome things like social anxiety or really just bring our nervous system back down. Now I won't give you details because obviously I take a lot of pride in keeping my um, students' lives very private (laughs) and what they share with me. But this particular student came in and she wasn't very happy about obviously something that's going on in her own life and she sort of decided to take it out on me. 
And I had lots of finger pointing and, you know, when people really aggressively point their fingers at you all up in your face and it just, your nervous system and your cortisol levels just shoot through the roof and you just, oh, it's an awful feeling. And look, I could tell in the moment and I've done enough self-development work that when these things happen and it comes out of the blue, it's got nothing to do with you. It's usually got everything to do with that, the person that's, you know, doing the finger wagging. And in the moment, I just felt so cornered and I felt very triggered. And I was about to cry, if I'm, all, if I'm honest. And I thought to myself, Georgie, you've got to get this together. You have to take a class in about 10 minutes. And so I'm really lucky. I have mum next to me on our foyer desk. And I said to her, look, I'm just going to go upstairs. Give me, give me a second. And I went upstairs to our kitchen And I closed my eyes and I placed my hand on my belly and I just tried to take some big, deep breaths. So just, you know, those beautiful in through the nose until your belly fills up and you feel your hand being pushed out, pause. And then I just blew all the air slowly out of my mouth. Like so. And... I tried counting to three, four, five seconds as I breathed in and out. And I just continued this for about five to 10 cycles. Um, I can't even remember, but it was between five to 10. That's all it took was just that inhale. So if you're counting four, five, hold at the top, exhale, two, three, five and so that would be counted as one cycle and so I just did that and I I didn't even think about it it just was an instinct now to just do that to calm myself down and bring my nervous system back down and I mean if you're listening to this and say you're in the car or you're you know have a sipping on a cup of tea and you decided to do that breath with me even after one you feel more relaxed don't you anyway so I think the point of my story is that whilst I don't particularly um understand or have experience with social anxiety and overcoming that I think that very very simple technique of belly breathing to sort of imagine blowing the fear away is a really useful tool and can be really really helpful in public situations because a lot of the time you could actually do that exercise before class, before it even begins, and no one would really know what you're doing, you know, unless you're sort of making a big sweeping movement whilst you do the belly breathing. No one, I mean, to be honest, actually, I mean, you're about to start a dance class. No one would even, you know, look at you funny because it would be completely normal. (laughs) So I think my biggest tip this week is that if you are experiencing some social anxiety or any kind of anxiety or if you're in a situation like me where your nervous system just shot through the roof because of someone else's doing if we have these tools at our disposal and ready to go we can get through almost anything so that's my little tip for the week On to my beautiful interview with Lois. I'm really excited to share this one. She is so gorgeous. She was one of the early adopters of the 12-week adult ballet course, and she just has such an interesting story. And I thought I knew everything there was to know about Lois in regards to her ballet journey, but I also found out during this that she 
um, did some pro bono work for WA Ballet and it was just a really enjoyable conversation. I'm so proud of her. She's currently redoing the 12-week adult ballet course and um, I'm just so excited to share this chat with you. So whether you're in the car, whether you're sitting at home with a cup of tea or going for a walk, I know you're going to love this one. Have a beautiful week filled with so many peace and plies. And here's my interview with Lois. Welcome to the Balanced Ballerinas podcast, Lois. It is so nice to have you here. Um, finally, you've been on my hit list out of all my 12-week course participants to get you on because I just Georgia. love talking to you. So what I would love you to first of all tell the listeners is where are you from and what do you do? Great. Well, I'm originally from Scotland, but I have lived in Perth, Western Australia most of my life, so hence no accent. Well, not a Scottish one at least. Yeah, and I do. I'm <laughs> I'm a career counsellor, so I help people with, um, you know, their career choices and often adults in career change and people who want to change things up in their lives. And sometimes that even involves them getting back into hobbies and pastimes. So could even be ballet for them. Why well, you're um, really a perfect guest to have on the pod to share your experience because you're in that area um, of expertise. So I, I guess basically what was your ballet journey like before you met me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's going a fair way back. <laughs> I'm in my 50s now. And um, I think when, when I moved from Scotland to Australia, that, that was when I first started doing dance. And, and we moved around a little bit. So, you know, there wasn't a continuous time in my life for, for dance broadly until probably I was around, I think, 10 or maybe that age or maybe a little bit earlier I did some stints at ballet schools but most of my training was actually actually in theatrical so it was jazz tap ballet and ballet tended to be take a little bit of a back seat in most of those type of schools so you know the um, concerts with the leg tan and the curled hair and all the rest of it but I really enjoyed doing all of it including ballet and I think I was around maybe 14 or 15 where I actually changed schools and went away from a theatrical school into a school um, uh, called Dance Venture with an amazing lady called Renata who was classically trained and beautiful, tall, willowy woman. And um, we did ballet and we did um, contemporary, a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of jazz. So it was almost like it was turned on its head and that's when I really started to get probably a little bit more of an appreciation for the grounding of ballet actually in, in dance. Um, and, and we even danced in a dance troupe. So that was my first um, foray into very much semi-professional <laughs> dance, but we did get paid, which was amazing. So we, oh, got paid. Well, we did some corporate gigs and things. So, yeah. You get paid. That is professional. <laughs> yeah, paid for, yeah, it was like pay, kept us in tights and hairspray, you know. <laughs> It would have been very minimal. <laughs> um, and so how did you end up in adult ballet world? Yeah, I guess um, yeah, I had a bit of a big break. I think, I think, you know, we try not to say necessarily, oh, I regret it, but there was certainly a time where I know I moved away from doing that, got serious and did my year 12, stopped dance and then got got into the workforce and worked in the financial services industry. And there just wasn't time between studying part-time, working full-time it just fell away and, um, you know, occasionally over the years I'd go to a ballet performance or things like that. But it's interesting, it's been only probably in the last decade, I think, that adult ballet has actually come to the fore and it's been an amazing thing to, and a fantastic thing to see because before then, and you still see this around the world in some countries, 
you know, there might be a ballet class for juniors, but then an older person or an adult joins and is sort of stuck at the back and frowned upon, <laughs> you know, but they're sort of allowed in because they have to or they're paying, you know. Um, whereas now ballet is just, you know, for everybody. And I think the fact that you can do it and do it seriously, but it doesn't necessarily mean perfection. And I'm certainly finding this in doing my 12-week course with you, Georgia, which I absolutely love. And I'm doing it the second time around. This time, I think I'm enjoying it even more than the first time because it's progress. It's not perfection. Um, but you can still strive and you can still see improvement, um, which is amazing. But for me, I think I um, it's a bit hazy. I did have little tries of different dance i'd go back and do a tap class and think oh my brain will work and my body will work and it'll just all fall into place and i couldn't remember the steps <laughs> and i couldn't quite get it to work and then i get a bit disillusioned so i did and, and sometimes i did some classes for a little while different places um even in a gym they ran you know a class but it wasn't ballet then i went to the sort of ballet style exercise so really over the years i've done a whole bunch of things um but interestingly i did go and do some pro bono career work with the wa ballet and that was amazing so of course being around the energy of dancers and you know um talking to them about beyond dance what their careers might be and that sort of thing it just got me back in that energy and in speaking with the the company, um, the CEO actually of WA Ballet at the time, she said that the company was making more out of their adult ballet classes than they were out of performances. Mm. And that's when I was just like, wow, <laughs> this is really a thing. I didn't know that about you. You hadn't told me that part of it. <laughs> oh, I've done lots of different things. Yeah. So so that was a really special thing because I I actually worked with um, professional um, athletes. So I'd worked with with rugby, with Western Force, and I've, I've still do work with Australian Institute of Sport. I work with a whole range of different athletes in there talking about their future career, career transitions, that sort of thing. And um, yeah, just ballet, the ballet world is unfortunately not as well funded as sport. That's an understatement. And something like well-being and career development is really not very well established and it's a little bit well established in some countries with better funding um but here in australia there's been some tries and bits and pieces and you now i think australian ballet's done done the best out of everywhere at the moment with that but it's still a, it's still an ongoing process so i decided after doing um leadership west australia which is leadership wa where you give back after the end of your program of your leadership um one year experiential program i decided um, instead of joining another board i would actually use my my career skills in a different way pro bono so i did often on a bit ad hoc but did about five years there and worked with some of the the principal dancers especially was um, incredible and they're all still on their journeys you know it's but it's been great to see um some of them develop businesses like yourself um and others you know on their journey to, towards something different so yeah that was a really great experience amazing and so where um when when we met, uh, you were participating in adult ballet classes, and and you still yes. and you still are, and many yes. different genres actually. Um, <laughs> what yes. what does your usual dance schedule look like? I know we've had a break, but what does your usual one look like? Yeah, and usual usual over the last couple of years has been a bit unusual because I've had some health challenges, which I've got over, um, which has been great, and I'm sure dance and ballet has been part of my rehab actually um but yeah I do I'm very very lucky so of course I'm in Perth and you're on the Gold Coast it's a little bit far away to come to your indi individual classes uh your group classes although one day I will get there I've got 
um, family over in on the Gold Coast. So hopefully one day I can come and do both things together. I know, I know you will. I know you're going to walk through yes. my door one day. <laughs> totally, totally. I'm really looking forward to that and your beautiful new studio. I just want to see it in person. Um, so Dance Workshop is a, is an amazing, amazing organisation um, and um, community and dance school for adults in Perth. Um, Ashanti runs it and it's just fantastic. So I have have the wonderful Justin for ballet and Ashanti runs an over 50s jazz, which, uh, you know, I managed to scrape in there and <laughs> join that. And just an absolutely wonderful group of ladies who I, you could blow me down with a feather that some of them are even celebrating their 70th birthdays and you just, everyone, we just know you're over 50. There's maybe a couple that are nearly, <laughs> but really everyone's just so warm and um, fun. And yeah, so, so that's been an amazing community. So I think the thing about ballet, it's not just physical and it's not just mental, it's very soulful. And there's also the opportunity for some beautiful connections and lifelong friendships from it as well. So I think that's something that people maybe don't, don't see when they first go in. Um, so it's been wonderful. I mean, I, I guess I'm back to my theatrical days because do, I'm doing everything. I, I'm someone that loves variety. So I, I love the ballet and I love everything. Um, but what I find with doing ballet and especially supplementing those once a week opportunities, you know, sort of carve those into my schedule, but with doing practice from home. And I think I said to you actually on our first call, because, you know, we have the three calls in the 12 week program. And I think um, Georgia, I can remember telling you, I sometimes just roll out of bed. And I'm pretty much in, in, in what I was wearing, partially wearing, you know, <laughs> and sort of just throw on a t-shirt or whatever, or, you know, I, you don't have to look your best. Um, and it's about the practice and coming back to the bar. So I did actually get for my birthday, um, a ballet bar which is oh really that's special. so exciting which one did you get do you know um I can't remember the one but I know the one that you originally recommended that company wasn't making them anymore I know literally, <laughs> the drawing board. yeah literally the week I recommended it to everybody they threw in the towel and decided it was too hard because <laughs> manufacturing them was becoming so expensive like they were already like a bit bougie of a price bracket um yes. but so worth it they're so beautiful it's um, great yeah mine's just uh, like a white white bottom and then a like a wooden you oh, know yeah. bar and it's still a bit funny you know you find that you you do your um you know jeté or something and you end up kicking something you know, occasionally I've had to be really more mindful of the dog we've got it we've got a we got a puppy when I was first starting the 12-week course and I had to be really careful not to kick her when I was you know I remember uh, was it yeah. the first the first or second call you said to me now I've got a bit of a challenge um we got a puppy and I have to be really careful when I'm practicing that I don't yep. kick and then she was becoming really demanding of your time. <laughs> it really was. So now I actually have my own zone and I just make sure I can do everything kind of in the one space. So roll out my mat, you know, have the bar there. So, you know, I think I think that's important too is um, to adapt. And it's probably more important to have somewhere quiet where you can concentrate and have your own private space than necessarily the perfect setup. But sometimes, you know, I love going in the kitchen and popping the kettle on and then I'm practising <laughs> steps and some relevant, doing my relevés while I'm waiting for the kettle to boil. I love it. And, like, on that note, like what what inspired you to book your discovery call with me and have a chat like I know that you're following on social media but what were you missing that you craved yeah I think um I mean over the years I've even had had a little dabble into online um you know programs there's ones in the earlier days were much more exercise based mm -hmm. um not not quite as early as the Jane Fonda days and those sorts of things but um you know, a bit further on to, into the 
the present day but yeah they were they were still more exercise but balletic exercise and i've always liked floor bar and things like that but yeah your yours caught my attention and um i had actually enrolled in a couple that were just here's a bunch of videos kind of navigate your way so what i liked um was your your story georgia um i think i actually watched your ted talk as well which was amazing um so it's just great to get a sense of who um you are as a person and i actually resonated with your story around um performance and that you've chosen um teaching as your path it's not a default which it is for a lot of dancers it's sort of like what they do next is is you know they they sort of spill over into teaching and some are good at it I love it and some not necessarily so I really got your intention around teaching and I could see your style and the quality that you've put into your program so that was enough to meet you and go wow let's just do this you know um I was sort of really I was kind of poised and ready for it and um meeting you just went yep definitely doing this and it's been amazing I mean it's lovely to meet you and then of course over the 12 weeks it's pre-recorded but you're there and I'm always curtsying to you at the end and you know <laughs> doing our reverence together and I say thank you and you don't hear me but I say thank you and I remember when I remember when you said to me one time when we had one of our one-on-ones you were like um, did you say that your husband thought we were doing a live Zoom because you talk back to me? <laughs> and then when he realized that it's on demand and I, I'm not actually with you, he was like, you're crazy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I, I do talk to myself a bit as well. And of course the dog, like, get out the way. I'm about to do something big. I love you it. Know? Um, we're doing Batmons, you know, we've gone Batmons, be careful. Um, so yeah, but absolutely it does. It does actually feel like you are there and, you know, you're like me, you chuckle away at things that you say or, you know, things you do and, and I'm a bit like that too so I so I just genuinely have a lovely old time um as if you are actually there in person and I think the clever way that you've recorded it where you don't stop if you you know if there's a little hiccup or the music doesn't start properly you have to re, you know reset it or you, you just keep going and there's even a bit in this in the second week because I'm you know repeating and I'm in the second week and I'm really enjoying that and there's a bit where we're moving backwards doing, um, you know, face and yeah. And then of course I, I, just as you said, Oh, and you were, you were kicking your TV. I think at the very first next moment I was kicking the, the, the mirror behind me, like that I've got some, you know, wardrobe mirrors and I, <laughs> I sort of kicked that as well. So I sort of had a big, a bit of a giggle with you um, about that. Yeah. So it was, it's great. I and that's love it. what it's all and that's what it's all about like just having fun and I think that's why I have those discoveries calls first before I even send people because the link to my 12-week course is not public I send yes. it to those that I feel like are going to be a good fit because if you're not willing to sort of have a laugh and have some fun and not take yourself too seriously and and just yeah. enjoy the process and the journey because it really is a journey um you know, then you're not going to get out of it when I want you to get out of it. So um, because sure. I, I agree with you, a lot um, out there is very uh, ballet-inspired fitness and it's very perfect. It's so perfect. And, you know, and when I first started recording, I remember I think it was the week I got to about week four of the content when I was recording and I was stopping and starting and editing and trying to make it perfect. And then I thought, that's not why people come to my classes. They come to my classes because sometimes I'm a bit of a dork. Sometimes I make a joke. Like sometimes I make a mistake and sometimes we need to listen to the music again. Do you know what I mean? And so I then re-recorded it all as me, which made so much more sense. <laughs> it's great. No, it's real. And I think that's the sense you get is, okay, you're not in a actual class. You're not going to come and suddenly, you know, 
help me mold my foot better or something like that but really I feel like I'm with you it's not completely alone yeah and of course you've got your community as well so it's lovely when people post things and do little updates and that sort of thing so you definitely get that community feel you get the um you know the 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 detail that the structure is really there it's really beautiful I mean I'm I can get a bit impatient so the fact that I had to wait a whole week till each one drops it's like like, okay stay in the moment stay in the moment oh but I want to see what week five is no 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 stay but but funnily enough now that I'm doing it the second time around of course that's all open to me I actually am doing each week more times than I did the first time because I'm probably got a little bit less um you know I've got a bit more room in the schedule to do that and I've kind of worked that out a little bit better but I'm really enjoying the fact that when you repeat and repeat which is what you say but of course you, you say this and we go yeah 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 Georgia we know best and then and then when we actually do it we go okay you probably had a very good point there um because I'm doing week two at the moment again and it's just beautiful like once you actually get get into the um, music and you know the music so there's that musicality side of it I'm really finding I'm enjoying it and what I wasn't doing before I was always moving my bar so I was facing you if we did the right side and the left side I was moving it so I was always facing you and then I did pick up that you said oh and try it the other way Um, but I I cheated a little bit because I had the mirrors behind me I was able to angle you so that when I turned around I could sort of still see you So a little bit of a trick for, for anyone who's, who's wanting to do that. But I do find, I, yeah, I caught myself doing, um, you know, keeping on going without glancing too much and just listening and listening to the music. And I, and I even caught myself smiling. So that I thought that was really okay. special. <laughs> well, that's important. <laughs> yes. Amazing. So what um, how, I'd love to, because a lot of people use the course as a supplement to their in-person training. How did you feel yeah. as you were doing the course when you were going into your in-person classes? Like how did that feel? Yeah, my in-person class has probably been a little bit sporadic um, in, in, in terms of ballet because as I got into the um, 50s jazz and then dance workshop do an amazing thing, they do a soiree every year. So they do an actual live performance. Um, and remember, this is, this is completely adult dancers so 18 plus so from 18 to 88 I think or even I think Ashanti's dad I'm not sure how, how old he is but he's maybe in that age bracket so um it's an amazing amazing um company or performance um school and so I decided to sign up for that so 36 years hiatus of not being on stage dancing other than maybe at a party or something um just you know informally so I signed up for that and there was also another opportunity to do Bye Bye Blackbird which is a Bob Foster uh, inspired number and that was hard like it, it I signed up for it it was only six weeks of choreography so really some of my ballet um, classes went out the window at that point in terms of you know just to leave space for all this learning of choreography but wow what an experience you know it was just incredible and we did a tech rehearsal we did a dress rehearsal and then we did the full thing <laughs> and it was just wild so I enjoyed it a lot I, actually it's funny Georgia I enjoyed the journey the camaraderie um some of the getting the costumes and getting all that sorted some of that was a bit tedious but you know I just enjoyed the whole journey and I could honestly say the performance was great but it was also very nerve-wracking and I was kind of glad when it was over (laughs) (laughs) but then I was like when are we doing it again because I want to do it again well, it's funny, like I always say to my students, you have to do one scary thing a year. Totally. And you certainly did your one scary thing a year. 
<laughs> yeah, I did. Even at the dress rehearsal, my mouth just went completely dry. Like it was like a cracker, like a dry cracker. And I, yeah, I do almost, you know, pull it open to even be able to open my mouth and smile and do, do what I need to do. But yeah, it was, it was a great experience and yeah, just some awesome, awesome people to dance with as well. So I had a lovely time. So now that's in the, the distance and, the, you know, it'll be late in the, this year that we're in now, 2023. So I'm kind of like, yeah, back to my, back to my basics, you know, and back to basics. But I did find when I was going through the 12 week course and there was that overlap of my ballet classes, I noticed I was better, um, stronger, better posture, and even just, you know, walking around um, where I live and, you know, you might just catch your reflection and that sort of thing. Just going, oh, something's happening there. I look just like, look a bit different. So there's definitely a lot going on. But I think that I think also the discipline that you get um, from um you know the, the check-ins and the, and the journaling and certainly having those check-ins with you was was fantastic because I knew oh you know I haven't done my body conditioning this week or oh I want to do this you know with Georgia coming up <laughs> exactly and look we all need some accountability and support right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah the one-on-one -on -one check ins are important and I mean some people choose not to use them which is really surprising um and I think to myself sometimes I'm like oh like I wonder if they're enjoying the course and I see that they're ticking everything off. And then I get an email saying I've absolutely loved it. Um, and um, sorry, I just have been really busy for the one-on-ones. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. Fabulous. And that's, what's great. Everyone can, you know, do what they want and I'm there if they want that accountability, but um, it was beautiful. You talking about just the way you walk around, you know, in life and, and basically, you know, infusing ballet into your everyday life. Cause that's something I'm, I'm big on. How do you infuse ballet into your everyday life? Oh, in so many ways I've actually, well, you can't see, but I've got like a little, um, little point shoe that's on my desk, like a little mini one. And it's got a little, yeah. um, cherry blossom, dried cherry blossom on it and a little, um, stone. So that's kind of my little thing that's on my desk all the time. Um, I do my practice. Yes. Um, well, very regular. What does, everyone loves details. What is your weekly schedule with your practice, your home Yeah, practice? it's at least three times a week. I have been doing other exercise and other things, but, um, I did unfortunately injure my knee. So I've just been going back to basics, um, of late. And what I like to do is in, in the morning, I find I've tried evenings. I've tried other times. My, my work is quite flexible. I'm self-employed, so I can sort of choose my schedule. Although that was a bit of a revelation, the fact that I could actually go to a dance class on a Friday. I just had to move things around to make it happen, but to go to a physical dance class. So Friday is my actual in-person in classes, um, but really, um, really every other day. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I like to do um, a class. I also do a little bit of rebounding, which is, I know the walk and getting outside, but sometimes it just doesn't happen till later in the day when I take the dog. <laughs> so oh, I do, later yeah, I do, yeah, I do 20 minutes on the rebounder, um, um, which is great. And it's obviously supporting, supporting weight and, and yeah, that, that's really fun. Um, and then the body conditioning, I either do straight after, or I like to do that in the evening. Sometimes I find it's a nice little wind down. Um, and then I sometimes throw a few more abs in and bits and pieces like that. So I've, I've sort of, I've kind of got a schedule and then I'm a little bit flexible, but I think the other thing is really listening to my body. So if I've got a really early call for some reason, um, or 
just not feeling it or, you know, I, I, I give myself a break. I don't push because I think when you push, you start to resent, you know, resent the exercise. And then sometimes you just need a different exercise. So I might think oh, I'll go for a bit of a walk or stroll instead, that sort of thing. So, yeah, so it's, it's at least three times a week, though, but it's often, often more. And I think it's one of those things you do get quite addicted. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting for you. Three times a week is perfect. That's the perfect balance for you. And for others, it's once a week. And for others, it's five times a week. And, you know, I think sometimes with balanced ballerinas, everyone thinks that I have this very strict definition of what balance is. And it's absolutely not. My version of balance is very different to the person next to me. And so I guess my last question, as always, is um, what keeps you balanced? What keeps me balanced? Mm, I think doing what I love. So my my work and my um, leisure are both things that, you know, really, well, they're multiple really, but things that I really love. So in some ways they don't feel like work as such or saying that you're on or off. Um, you know, I, I like to read and that's something I've picked up again earlier this year because um, sometimes that falls away. So that, that keeps me balanced. And funnily enough, our puppy is a little bit more grown now. <laughs> so she's getting a little bit better. Um, but, you know, uh, in terms of my family, my husband, my daughter, um, 24, you know, we, we all just, um, we're all quite social introverts. So I think, you know, there's the three of us and then there's the dog who's sort of a bit of the centre of the universe at the moment. And, um, you know, so what I think... Breed is, sort of, what breed is she? Because otherwise... Um, she, because well, if um because if I don't ask you, everyone will go, Georgia, why didn't you ask her? <laughs> well, she, she is a cavoodle and we we had a beautiful cavoodle, a black and white one who passed away last year, Zoe. And yeah, we, we decided we would get another. And this one's completely different. She's a lot more energetic <laughs> and we're a bit older. So it's kind of like this, it's been 12 years since we had a puppy. So we had, had actually forgotten how much work they are. But again, it's it's kept us all healthy and, you know, there's the walks and there's the keeping up with her and even chasing the ball inside the house, all that sort of fun stuff. Um, so she, I think she helps us um, or certainly helps me stay balanced because if I've got a lot of client calls and I go downstairs to make a cup of tea or whatever, though she's there and she comes in sometimes upstairs and, and harangues me. So, <laughs> so I think all of those things. So for probably variety, definitely physicality, quiet time. Yeah. And friends and family, all of those things and, and feeling into when, you know, when to do one and, and switch it up and change it, but always listening into what I need. I think you have a, a beautiful balance in your life. And um, I just thank you so much for talking to me today and sharing your story with the Balanced Ballerinas community. And I just am so proud of you. And I loved watching you go through the course and you just ticked off so much. And um, and it was just an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Georgia. Thanks for bringing your gifts to me and to everybody that's accessing them. And if anyone's on the fence, do it. You absolutely won't <laughs> regret it. It's so much fun. Oh, thanks, Lois. Thanks for being my cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure. Thanks, Georgia.